from Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church and also president of Walking in Grace Ministries. Now, for this season of Straight Truth, we have three special guests that are joining us. First, we have Dr. Bruce Ware, professor of Christian theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and also Dr. Tom Schreiner, also professor of New Testament at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And these two brothers are pastors and elders at Clifton Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Lastly, we're joined by Pastor Mike Fabares, pastor of Compass Bible Church in Southern California. Now, as always, please leave us a comment on social media or on YouTube, and let us know what you're thinking about as we discuss these important issues. Well, I'd like to direct this question at Mike first and foremost, because these two brothers are teaching directly in a seminary, and then there are also elders in a church, but you are pastoring full-time, and, um, and as you said, you, uh, you also get to teach at Junkley. Um, I wonder when you look across sort of the spectrum of theological seminaries and seminary education, what are your concerns that you see? Maybe, maybe just American education and, and uh, maybe things that encourage you too as you look at it, um, a place like Master Seminary or maybe Southern Baptist Seminary. Yeah. What are your concerns and also things you're... I'm not sure my concerns are easily solved because I know there are constraints with the times and how, how, much, how many units are you know, possibly going to fit into a program. But when I look for pastoral staff members or people that are going to plant in our, our church uh, association, you know, there's so much need for the practical areas of fleshing out our theology, either in, in, in biblical counseling or in homiletics or even church management and leadership. Um, it's, it's not unusual in some seminaries to have graduates that have a Master's of Divinity in their hand, but they've never even taught a Sunday school class. They've not really cut their teeth in, in any kind of practical ministry with people. Uh, they love theology, they love to read historical theology, they love that kind of world, but they then get out of that and they want a job in a church. They want to serve the body, but they've got no experience in serving mm -hmm. the body. And I, I think that's why even at your church, having an internship uh, is, is just a, it's a necessity. We need to have more of that in theological education. I want to see more church ministry work as a part of the essential requirement, even if it's just a, 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 you know, a, a required internship that, that everyone must go through if they're going to go and get a master of divinity, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we want you to be uh, at least experienced in cutting your teeth in real life church work. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, Pastor Caldwell, I mean, again, from your perspective too, primary role, preaching pastor, pastor teacher at a church, do you have concerns or that when you look across the theological spectrum? Or? My concerns are, are Mike's, is the, is the exact concern I share, and that is that uh, young men have training that involves an evaluation of their character. Hmm. Uh, how well do we know these young men before they graduate? Um, are we helping to shape their character in such a way that they meet the qualifications for pastors? Mm -hmm. uh, found in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1. Um, and then the experience factor. Are they getting experience in ministry so that we can evaluate their giftedness, mm -hmm. evaluate uh, their abilities? Uh, you know, a question I would have for, for Tom and, and Bruce in terms of where they serve, how many young men do you think now begin their seminary education with the goal being uh, to serve as a pastor in the local church versus men now who are going to seminary to be trained for some other reason? Um, 
what do you think mm-hmm. the percentage mm-hmm. is? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think at, uh, at Southern, which is unusual, we have more, uh, a much higher percentage of those who want to uh, pursue being a pastor. Uh, it's our encouraging. M, our MDiv program is huge. You know, and they, the MDiv, of course, is the is the degree for mm-hmm. pastor missionary you know, tra- training. As uh, many schools have have uh, succumbed to um, kind of a, a market uh, driven necessity of accentuating the, accentuating their MA programs. Mm-hmm. So they have they have this pro- proliferation of different MA degrees, and the MDiv is suffering mm-hmm. uh, in so many places. Mm-hmm. But uh, by God's grace, thankfully, uh, at Southern, the MDiv is still king, and we like that, mm-hmm. you know. That doesn't mean necessarily that, that when they graduate with an MDiv that they're going to be trained in all the ways they need to be to of be course. a pastor. Right. Um, in fact, I don't think seminaries can do that. I think it's an overstatement of the, both the intent and the effectiveness of a seminary to say that they can do everything necessary to produce someone who is at graduation prepared to be a pastor. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we can do best at, in the classical areas. You know, Greek and Hebrew and Bible and theology, those are the areas where we excel. But the kinds of things that you gentlemen are raising in terms of effectiveness in ministry, I think you have to get out there and do it. Mm. You've, got, you've got to be involved in it, which can take place to some degree while you're in school, but most of it has to happen uh, when you're done. And, uh, well, that's why the internship yes. um, approach that Mike described is so important. Actually being able to mentor students uh, and have that kind of influence on them. Mm-hmm. Tom, you talked earlier about um, a partnership, or Bruce may have, about a partnership between the seminary and the local church. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you, you think that could happen more effectively? Uh, if indeed, you know, this is the, if there are limits to what the mm-hmm. institutional seminary can, can promise to a student, how, how do you make those connections in our world? I I think one of the things Southern does is many of our churches do have an internship. Mm -hmm. So if students can go in and practice ministry under wise pastors, pastors with experience, I think that's uh, uh, probably the most helpful thing we can do uh, to help our students. Do you, um, brothers at Clifton, do you encourage the ones who come to the church that are students do you encourage them to be involved in, in the ministry of the church as part of their training to be a pastor? Or do you, do you often say, and I'm sure these, the, the, the spectrum is wide, do you say, um, sit under the preaching and ministry of the word for a long time and uh, work on your education, and then when there's appropriate time, then, then get, get more involved in the ministry? Yeah, I think we say both. You it say depend, both of those. It depends on the person. Sure. Sometimes people come to us actually who have experience and they're hurting and they're mm. wounded and they, they even say to us, well, I need a time to recover. Right, right. I, I need to just sit and be, be healed by the preaching mm. of the word. But then we also encourage students to be involved in ministry. And, and mm. one thing we say to our students that I think is very helpful is there's not a lot of opportunities to teach at Clifton. Yeah, right. we, we have a lot of gifted people like Bruce Ware in mm-hmm. our church. Mm-hmm. So we'll say to them, teaching children. Mm-hmm. And Sean Wright says this all the time. You know Sean yeah, well. Sean will say, if you can't teach the children, you can't teach adults. Mm. And I mm. think that is so true. That's good. Because our children, they, they are eager to learn generally. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can teach clearly God's word and truth to mm-hmm. children, 
you probably are gifted to teach adults as well. That's good. <laughs> also tests a man's humility mm-hmm. yeah. at that point, doesn't it? Does. It does, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, how formative are those tasks in the church for somebody who desires to be a, maybe a preaching pastor mm-hmm. later on? How formative are oh, those? My. those uh, I mean, those experiences where you, I mean, at, I mean, there's many more things you could say, but just learning what it means to be a regular uh, lay participant in church ministry. Mm-hmm. So you're there every Sunday in the nursery or you're there every Sunday with the junior high group or whatever the case might be. And, and you feel what they feel is an awfully good thing to have as a pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so, you, so you understand what's going on out there mm-hmm. in your church ministries, plural. Mm-hmm. So it's very good to have, have some exposure in different areas of That's church good. ministry. Yeah, yeah. yeah teaching yeah. the kids, yep. youth, yep. adults working in the nursery. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things yeah. are important. Yeah, I mean, just personally, when I went to Southern, I knew there were probably three or 4,000 guys there that all wanted to be pastors, which is why I went. And I decided to look for jobs where I could play the piano or sing mm. so that I could still get involved in the church mm-hmm. quickly. And it just so happened that that ends up being what I do. Right. So it was right. a real, real blessing in that regard as I got my theological training. You know, it was a blessing for me in my undergrad to be at a school at a time when they required certain things that were kind of out of the box. Hmm. I had to, uh, for a semester, do nothing but uh, door-to-door evangelism for a whole semester hmm. on Saturdays. Hmm. Uh, one semester I had to require to serve in a nursing home and uh, spend the Sunday mm-hmm. afternoons at a nursing home. And, and I look back on those requirements. I never would have chosen to do that when I was just learning to love theology and the Bible. But it was so formative and yeah. helpful for me to really do things outside of the church that were an extension of the ministry of Christ that allows me now as a pastor to say, well, of course, that's what our church is going to be involved in. I mean, we're an evangelistic organization. We want to reach people for Christ. I learned practical apologetics while doing a lot of that. Mm. I'm in a classroom learning systematic theology, but there at a front door dealing with a a guy on the north side of Chicago who who doesn't believe there's a God. Mm. I don't think there's enough of that going on Mm -hmm. within theological education, and it is great, and I'm all for it. And I taught Sunday school class, seventh grade boys, and it was helpful. Mm. Uh, And that was one of my requirements. But I do think there's more in terms of um, uh, defending your faith and, and evangelizing the loss that needs mm-hmm. to be built in to at least an encouragement. And again, Bruce is right. We, you know, the seminary has a slot and they're hitting those and they're gifted and, and, and positioned to do that well. Mm-hmm. But at some point to, at the very least, encourage and perhaps at the most say, you've got to put in some hours outside of your curriculum to do the things that you're going to really be concerned with as mm-hmm. a pastor when you get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mike, you guys have started, a, or you're starting a school for that purpose, aren't you? To, right. Yeah. yeah, and it really goes back to Compass Bible Institute we're about to launch. It goes back to looking at the late 1800s and the movement of the Bible Institute movement. They recognized there was a gap between uh, maybe the classical training for a pastor and the guy who's sitting in a church with really no tools to do ministry. And they launched a movement that became the Bible Institute movement. And so much grew out of that, including a lot of the seminaries in our country today, because they said, we, we need to get back into the place of teaching people in practical ways that gives them more of a formalized theological training, uh, but not 
you know, the way you might train, certainly back in the 1800s, a man for ministry to be a, a, a doctor or a reverend, but uh, we need, and I love the word you use, churchmen. We need more churchmen who are capable of leadership within the church. So Compass Bible Institute is designed, and it's in its, uh, you know, just infantile, fledgling stage now, to try and put those back together without concerns about, you know, accreditation requirements, but just how can we get people that need to learn to be good, solid, educated churchmen that know what it is to be on the front line of ministry. And so internship, hardly, you know, don't even need that word. You're gonna be involved in ministry. That's gonna be part of your curriculum. You're gonna be teaching, you're gonna be evangelizing, you're gonna be doing apologetics, but you're also gonna be learning at least the undergrad level basics of, of theology and Bible that you need mm. to do ministry. Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Now you can find links to all of our social media channels by going to our website, straighttruth.net. Now do us a favor, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to these episodes there. We release new episodes every Thursday. Also, go to the iTunes podcast section and leave us a review. Now Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.